1: This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL.
0: This is the Broadway Boys podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and we are back with Season 4, Episode 12 as the new york rangers win once again on their western road trip and end it tonight in anaheim andy is back it is thanksgiving day eve and uh yeah i I, i'd say that all things considered i cannot be too negative i got it all out of my system last podcast when andy was away and uh now he's back uh to reel me back in and uh so i have to start the podcast with andy
1: how are you doing my friend Doing good. Uh, happy if you're hearing this on Thanksgiving when it drops. Happy Thanksgiving to all who celebrate. I hope everyone fills their bellies and with their loved ones and just enjoys the day, watching football and eating, uh, you know, as much uh, as much uh, tryptophan as they can. Um, yeah, as far as the Rangers go with this whole West Coast swing, I believe when we were taking predictions, James, you said five out of six points. And you said anything other than that is unacceptable. Well, and obviously we're recording this before puck drop in Anaheim because all these games in the West Coast are brutally late and it's Thanksgiving Eve. So the chances of us uh, staying up to record this after a game that starts at 930 on the West Coast was slim to fuck all. So uh, we'll see how the Rangers do tonight. I mean, on paper, this is a game they should win going away. Anaheim one of the worst teams in the league, but we won't speak to that. But. They're at least on pace, James, for your prediction of five out of six points. Well, uh, it would be seven out of nine. Oh, you're, I'm sorry, including... Um, including
0: tonight, if they, if they can beat the Ducks tonight. I forgot they have, what, they have Edmonton,
1: too. I forgot about that.
0: Well, they have Edmonton back at home, but they... Oh, that's home. They, for some reason, I thought that it was in Edmonton. Well, it, they got the win against the Kings. Uh, they got the win against... Um, David Quinn San Jose. The Sharks. David Quinn Sharks and they lost in overtime. So right now we have five of six, which yeah. I'm very pleased at. Doesn't feel like it at times, but we have five of six points and we're going for I'm sorry, seven of eight. So I am this is this is big. This is a big game here. And as a gambling man, uh, that likes to look at trends and this is a, a no brainer. You bet the Ducks all day long. The New York Rangers at the end of a road trip. It's the night before Thanksgiving. They're eager to get home to their families. They're eager to get home to their beds. And they are going to be looking forward to the holiday and spending a couple days at home before they play uh, Edmonton on Saturday at 1 p.m. So this is a classic look-ahead game where they're just looking ahead to the holidays, a couple days off, the flight home. Being in their own bed. And, and, you know, we are just, you know, in a position where we could absolutely lose this game. So I Mm. I really want them to finish strong, Andy. I really want them to take this game serious. And this is a game we must have given the circumstances of what the East looks like right now. So, um, yeah, other than that, I am hesitantly pleased right now. With our point percentage going into the Ducks game, which should be the easiest game of the trip, which is to me dangerous. So, <laughs> um,
1: what are your overall thoughts of the Western road trip? Yeah, I mean, so far, it, it clearly hasn't been perfect, but it's a, it's the, you know, every, every, at least East Coast team kind of hypes up the Western swing as because it's difficult with the time forget about the quality of teams it's just listen playing that many games on the road without the comfort of your home ice is always going to be a challenge the different start times uh is always going to be a challenge and yeah i mean it's one of those things where you look at it as collectively as a as a group you you know you guys the, the boys go to the hotel you know they go to the hotel they go out to dinner they hang out during the day so it's a good bonding experience for them um but yeah it's one of those things where if it gets off to a, a poor start it it kind of snowballs, and if it gets off to a good start, it can it can also have a snowball effect. And I think Larry Brooks put it pretty eloquently last night. Um, I'm not not one to always pump uh, his tires, but he when he's right, he's right. He's like it, that game last night and that comeback specifically against the Kings did feel like the foothold that the Rangers could need to kind of help them the rest of the season. I mean, it's been I think it's fair to say you and I hold this team to a high standard. Because that's what, unfortunately, when you, after the season they had last year, they have to be held to it. And it hasn't been perfect, obviously, this year. And they've struggled at times, but they still, even with their struggles, they still find themselves in a wild card spot um, at the quarter poll here, thanks, American Thanksgiving. And it's this is, you know, this inconsistency, but still enough to stay afloat is their base at least their their low point in their season and now you have shisterkin who's becoming more consistent and you know allow two points for lafreniere the other night a goal for Kako finally and he should have had two goals uh keedle's got seven points in seven games you know all all even strength uh so you know it, it finally seems like some things are coming around and again it's not perfect but the whole point is that i don't need I need Kreider and Zabadja at the school. And Kreider also obviously had a goal and, you know, and, a, and an empty net goal last night. But when the rest of the lineup isn't going, that's when you look to your stars. And they were struggling to do that and put and produce five on five. But you have games like last night and the last few games where lo and behold, the the fourth line is finally producing since they, you know, Gautier came back up and hasn't looked back and he's been very good. Uh, you know, Barkley Goodrow has have some big periods. Sammy Blay finally looks like he's he's not falling down all the time, and you know the effects of the the ACL might be wearing off. So that you finally seems like they might have an effective fourth line because there's a lot of fourth lines around the league. But there's no reason that that fourth line specifically cannot be a you know a, a good fourth line for the you know for the Rangers. Although obviously we've now we've once again found ourselves in. Uh, Barclay Goodrepe playing with Panarin in <laughs> territory. Uh, but he's been producing, so it's kind, you know. And you know, same thing, VC say what, yeah, maybe I, I I think everyone understands why it's an issue that Jimmy VC is playing in the top line, but he had some great defensive plays coming back. And, you know, it's that line, they when they when they're on the ice, the puck is usually in the other end. So it does seem like it's been a slower build for them, but I think it looks like, as frustrating as they and inconsistent as they can be at times, you know, that start they had in the LA game was totally unacceptable. But that being said, they, they've showed some resiliency for the first time all season. You know what I mean? They, Turk yelled and screamed and tossed over the trash can, whatever he had to do. And they had a dominant second period and a good third period. So they won, you know, uh, it seems like it, it could be a good building block for them. Oh,
0: definitely. And and listen, it was a a building block for me to get my a little bit of confidence back. You know, it's it's one of those things where, you know, you you come out in the first period and you play flat, and you know that makes me nervous because I'm like, well, when are we going to figure this out? Like, when are we going to be the team that finally starts taking it to the other team? And I'll be honest, we played much better in the second period. Hedele was one of probably played his worst period that I've, I've seen at least this season for sure, if not all last season. And he he completely changed the game, his game, in the second period. I mean, he was yeah. turning the pucks over in the first period. He was falling down. I honestly thought he was concussed. Uh, you know, I even went on Twitter oh, yeah. if there was, you know, any information on him because he went down awkwardly, but he was struggling before that. It looked really weird. And then, you know, that made me a little nervous because I'm like, this is the last player that we can afford to go down right now is is Hedl because, you know, that third line is kind of driving a lot of offense this past couple games and our All-Stars are not doing anything. So, you know, once he came back and, you know, that line started moving, it was, you know, the Hedl and Kako show and I thought, you know, Lafreniere was was the, the, the one holding that line back of anything. So, you know, they they certainly <clears> turned turned it around and scored yeah. a couple of huge goals for us. And, um, you know, you and I texted, you know, when Vinny scored and Kako scored, it's like, are there two guys that are in our lineup right now that deserve more than these fluky goals than those two? It's like, yeah. they worked their butts off Tro- and and for them to get those two goals was just
1: big for the New York Rangers. But, you know, it was big for both of them just to get that. Tro- Trocek has been such a good pickup for this team. I mean, you know, and uh, they're going to see their old friend Ryan Strom tonight. Uh, but I don't think there's any question on what an upgrade he's been. And that's also considering Panarin, although he got off to a torrid start, has really cooled off and has been, had you know, trouble producing and has looked a little out of sorts recently. Although he
0: played better last night. He did.
1: He, well, he was trash in the first period. The whole team was trash, though, mm. in fairness. And then he started cooking again in the second period. But he just, you know, they all looked slow and lethargic. Still so I just got to shoot more, Andy. It's well, that's the biggest thing. I and mean, he had his shots, but you saw how many times he it got saved because he double clutched. I would almost rather you immediately slap it on net. You, you know what I mean? Yes, it's just I absolutely. think just it's, and I know it. You're. It seems like the thing where you see him, he's in position, but you know, it's funny. I think. You look at, oh, Igor's getting beat quite a bit this season through five hole shots, through low shots, through screens. You know what I mean? So even if, if the goaltender is technically looks like they're ready to get set, if you just put it quickly low along the ice, it's you're probably going to go in, because especially the Rangers have had such a presence. They've had a lot of presence in front of the net. You know what I mean? So Panarin double clutches and then tries to go high. And, you know, how many uh, posts have the the Rangers rang in, the, in this season already? <laughs> right it's been insane
0: and and last night you know it was so frustrating was that we peterson was in net just shoot the puck on net it's gonna he's 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 not he's not that great so you know it, it just it's one of those things where listen it's a backup goaltender we're choosing to pass first which is wrong We're we desperately need some sort of spark and you know, we walked out of that first period and I was like, there's not a shot in hell that we come back and win this game. But then lo and behold, the, th- the third line just starts throwing pucks at net. And you look at even the Kreider goal, you know, a great play by Mika, you know, with his awareness that, you know, Kreider shooting down the ice and he just slaps the puck on net. And guess what? It goes in because that's, that's the type of shit that a backup goaltender is going to let in. So, you know, the Rangers yeah. got to <laughs> have a little bit more awareness uh And, you know, I don't know. I I don't know if if this lack of just throwing let's just throw the puck on that. I don't I don't even care.
1: Um, You know what? And not to cut you off, you know, I think a big another big factor of that second period turnaround was they started playing more physical. And oh, yeah, this L.A. team is not the L.A. team that beat the Rangers in this cup final. They made it of their mission to get faster. And as such, they've kind of you see they have a smaller, more puck moving. Type D, and even some of their forwards, they have a lot of little, you know, smaller yet, uh, yeah, feisty, speedy, feisty. They're feisty, definitely. They're definitely not pushovers, but they're smaller. You know, you have Fiala and, um, you know, Arvidsson and, uh, Lazat, you know, and obviously that's not, look, they have Kopitar and, and Kempe. Kempe is real nice. What a, that kid can game too. You know, he was the, the most dangerous player and on Hawaii. the ice. And yeah, Valar, you know, Valar is a big buy too. But the rest of their, I feel like the rest of their depth, and especially their decor is a little bit smaller now, as opposed to you know them being the hulking team that they used to be. And once the Rangers started leaning on them more, it they literally look so panicked in their own end. You know what I mean? And, and oh, I th- yeah. and if in the pre, in the uh, the pregame, uh, Valquette did a great, basically a great breakdown of what LA tries to do now this season and how they're basically just. You know, their their neutral zone presence is it's it's not like a full on because they were a full on defensive team last year and they're trying to be better offensively. But they're basically just trying to crowd at the blue line, you know, especially like collapse, not towards their own zone, but collapse in the neutral zone, you know, not a trap, but just more like turn pucks over that way and. And the Rangers, you know, just did a good job of figuring out how to skate. You, you saw the, them Panarin turn the puck over trying to do it all himself to chip it around and it had a chance going the other way and then the Rangers uh, get, you know, get put on the uh, the penalty kill because they, you know, they're now defending.
0: Yeah, and, and, you know, LA was blocking a ton of shots. It was tough to get them through. That's why it was imperative for the Rangers to get them off as quick as possible and just keep throwing stuff on net, even if it's bad angles, even if it's, A little too soon or you know even if you have you know a split second to pass the puck over just shoot it on goal you have a backup goaltender they're blocking a ton of shots it's tough to get things through you need to be as quick as possible you need to have the mindset that all right i'm just gonna rip it and rip it i'm gonna bear down and good things happen and 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 you know a huge thing andy that happened in the second period and i hope to see more of this tonight was i just felt like our d were completely activated i don't know if if gallant said listen We need all our defensemen to activate, you know, win loose pucks on the boards. I mean, they kept the the puck in a bunch of times where usually we'd back off and and just kind of let them, you know, break out. And I thought our forwards were back-checking hard, and our D were activating. And so that 50-50 puck, we ended up winning that battle, and we got to live another day, you know, to fight in their zone again and create more chances. I thought the third line was excellent with that. and, you know, I thought, you know, there were moments just, you know, even Schneider was, you know, contributing and stepping up and, and looking confident.
1: I think Miller played his probably you know, best, best, best two period, periods yeah. of, his, of his season so far, which has been a little underwhelming for him. And to your point, James, I think the best part of his game is his, his ability to kind of to activate and do it all himself. And I think that keeps him in motion, whereas when he, the second he gets stagnant, and stops and then tries to defend almost like a classic D man. I think it it hurts him. I just don't think it's in his wheels, his skill set. But as a fo- former forward who has, who you know has hasn't played too many years on D, I think he's just better. Even when he's coming back, facing like skating with instead of like back skating and trying to time a poke check, which he you know he's got a great reach, but you almost see. He's almost better off letting the guy to the outside and keeping pace with him like you're skating the same direction and then just trying to wrap him up with that giant stick. Because when he's like just skating backwards and collapsing and doing the classic, you know, you know, poke, swivel, swivel, swivel D man play, it just it it hampers his game. You know what I mean? But when he's when he can get the when he when he's skating with the, you know, the opposing player and he can steal pucks, he's already his feet are already moving. And then he turn he just turns up ice. And he's next thing you know he's leading the rush and that's the best part of his game you know what I mean so I'm glad he found that last night hopefully it, it you know it's good that he's got another game to get back to it so hopefully he can do that because he's going to definitely have more time and space against Anaheim than he is you know did against LA so I hope he use it yeah no absolutely
0: and there's listen their D are are the, the poorest part of their team I believe and you know I think if our forwards can get in there and force their defensemen to put their forwards in vulnerable positions uh, in terms of, you know, bad passes, wrap, you know, pressured wraps around the boards. I think our deer, you know, need to step up, need to cause that turnover and our forwards need to, you know, get their butts back as quick as possible and and pick up those loose pucks because it's a 50, 50 battle. But at the end of the day, if our forwards are not back checking and, and helping out there, then, you know, if the puck squirts out, it could potentially be an odd man rush the other direction, which you don't want. So Um, you know, you, you basically, you know, you live and die by the, by the, you know, the four, you know, the four check, but the deactivating. So it can work for you like it did, you know, I think the last two periods last night, but it can certainly work against you against the, you know, a speedier team. And, and, you know, the ducks, you know, I I know they give up a a ton of goals and stuff like that, but, you know, they're still certainly capable of putting the puck in the net. And, um, I, I didn't even get a chance to look Is Halak playing tonight. I assumed he was.
1: Uh, I haven't seen yet. I've actually been looking. I but I didn't see Devils, anything about two hours losing, ago losing to Toronto to nothing, but it's early. they'll they'll come back and win this game. I'm sure they will. Um, let's see. Gerard Gallant talked about training. Re- well, we'll talk about that too. Um, mm, no. Uh, y- Yep, Palac is playing tonight. So okay. And this is well, listen. This is. He, Halak has yet to have a win as a Ranger. You need to, f- honestly, they they you need to get it for this is the game to get it for the, the guy, and it hasn't been his fault at all. He's got either got no puck support, or you know it's just this is a winnable game. You know what I mean? Unless he absolutely the Rangers look great and he absolutely stinks tonight, but as long as he plays serviceable, there's no reason they should lose this game. So they, if anything, win this game, win this last game for him you know he you owe it to the guy you know what i mean he doesn't have a win yet help the help is, help him out for fucks sake. I, I i agree with you you yeah. uh, and you know the the only game i
0: mentioned this last podcast the only game that you can really blame him for was the you know columbus blue jackets but you know every goalie gets their stinker and he's been perfectly fine uh the rest yeah. of the way so uh did you listen to the last podcast at all did oh, you of course. It? I downloaded oh, it. Okay. Did. Oh, All right. Well, I'm glad because it was uh, about as negative as you can get. Um, I had a question for you. Have you oh. had an opportunity to look at the December schedule? Uh, not close, but you know what? I'll, I'll pull it up right now and you can get my... Well, uh, as you pull it up, I'll, I'll kind of frame this next little question that I have for you. Looking at the you know, schedule for the New York Rangers come December... Much tougher month. Oh yeah, personally, uh you know the Rangers had an easier schedule last month, and we struggled. You know, it's it wasn't easy for us, and you know we, you know we got some wins there, and you know I'm a little nervous going into this next month, Andy. I'm gonna admit it's gonna be a long, it's gonna be a long month to end a year, and you know I'm just a little bit nervous. Are you? Are you worried that against this tougher competition that the Rangers are not going to be able to, you know, maybe squeak by some of these games or get a point in overtime with some of these teams?
1: Um, no. I, I think they've been very good about making it to overtime this year. So that gives, I know they'll pick up a lot of points just by way of that. I honestly think this is one of those months where you're going to go back and be like, "Oh my god, they they beat uh you know they beat the avalanche you know or they beat the maple leafs that's amazing and then you look and they lost to the canadians and you're like how what the how the fuck did that happen (laughs) you know what i mean so i think it'll be like that but uh you know i don't know i'm choosing to to try to keep my faith in them i i see i think the first game back from this road trip will be very telling um against the oilers yeah because no that's a, I, that'll be a test because i think once especially if they're feeling good about themselves and you get home i think if you, if they have I'm not yet,
0: impressed that much with the oilers though
1: no Ever i don't say lost they're...
0: evander kane i feel like they're like he added such a, a depth piece for them and you know even right now um this is bad podcasting here but they're i bet you they'll um, bad podcasting bad podcasting they are where the hell's the game islanders are winning two nothing so there we go that's actually kind of works against us because you know they're gonna be hungry for a win
1: yeah why not at the garden exactly hockey fans light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NHL Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details.
0: The news. Should we yeah. bring this up? Because yeah. this, is, this is kind of shocking to me, even though it's not that shocking, I guess. No. So, um, yeah, the Ryan Reeves traded to the Minnesota Wild for a fifth-round draft pick. Your
1: thoughts? Yeah, you know, so we'd been hearing rumblings about this for the last few weeks. Obviously, we, we even speculated about it on this podcast because of the fact that he had been scratched and his, uh, his uh, I guess, close-knit relationship with Gerard Gallant. So it's tough, but you also, again, we've also been saying if the Rangers need, need cap space, they need cap space. They need to start banking cap space. Well, now the, their, Minnesota takes on Reeves' full salary uh apparently his his agent requested a trade when they rangers landed in la and they worked fast to get it done and minnesota is a team that's clearly in a funk and bill garen says they need to get some swagger back and that's literally that's all you're really getting them for you know you're not getting them for points you're not getting them for uh assists you know you're getting him for the intangibles and uh you know obviously Say what you will about the on ice impacts. Yeah. You know, at his age, it's not, but there's just something to be said. I think, I think he can bring things to those elements, to teams that need it. But I also think once you, you hope for the Rangers, it's, you know, it doesn't walk out that that swagger doesn't completely walk out the door with him. You know what I mean? Just the security blanket of having him around and having him being light and just being a, you know, the, one of the most popular guys in the locker room, you know what I mean? So yeah, it was, it was a little shocked that it happened, but now you hear that if, if it, I think the way everything goes, the Rangers can bank almost like, just by keeping their roster what it is now, they can bank close to $5 million in cap space by the, uh, the trade deadline, you know? So, it makes total sense in that bit, because that is a workable number for them, depending on what they want to do, you know? I, I'm still baffled by yeah. just
0: the accruement of uh, cap space. Still don't, I still don't understand. I, I honestly, it's like, okay, we get rid of the contract, and I feel like Bettman puts like a like a dice that has a number on it, <laughs> like one through five, and it's like what you roll is how much cap space you'll have accrued by the end of the year, and we rolled a five, so we get five million. Um, yeah, no, I definitely think it's 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 certainly something that uh, not, not really surprising. I'm just kind of surprised at the timing of it a little bit. Um, but you know, ultimately it makes the most sense. He just, uh, he's too slow for this lineup. We are already slow enough. Um, I know he brings a lot of character and a lot of, you know, um, you know, leadership and just kind of, you know, being that heavy, heavy presence in the locker room is certainly, um, something that was appreciated last year and, and going into this year. It just, Right now, it doesn't fit. And if this guy wants to play hockey, you know, and finish out his career this season, uh, you know, he needs a, another place to do it. I, although I don't really know, I don't know what their fourth line looks like over in Minnesota, but I, I can't imagine him being that much better than what they have over there. They're not a bad team uh, by any means. So No, they're
1: just under underperforming a little bit. Um, you know, it's funny when I think uh, he was interviewed today by... Um, I forget what's his name. Is it Harrington? Is he the he's the big uh, Minnesota beat reporter? I forget who it was, but basically, um, he said to the effect of that he's playing for a contract for next season, and he's not going to get that if he's not going a chance to play. So here he is, but you know, so I guess he doesn't. At least it's not in his plans to retire after the season. So we'll see. I mean, as long if if they keep paying you. You know, take the money, especially I'm not, got. Listen, I'm not yeah, gonna he,
0: begrudge them. It's just you no, know, absolutely,
1: but no, I, 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 I'm with you. Obviously, if you look at on, the on ice uh, results, are just they're what they are, what they are. They're not good, and they won't ever be good. I don't, I don't see any reality in which they are. But again, I think if you are a team that has a plays a pretty structured brand of hockey, that can maybe protect him a little bit then that's maybe when the uh yeah his he you can maximize the off-ice stuff and the intangibles whatever you want to call it um and that's the biggest discourse i keep seeing is that you see all these people like oh well you know see the R- lol rangers need to get him to get at you know to protect from tom wilson or whatever now they're trading him shows it was like a dumb move I, no there's no way to ever prove what he brought to the team, you know what I mean. At, at least in a tank like you know obviously because you can't use points or goals or assists like every other player. But there is a reason that every team that has ever fan base has ever had him on their team absolutely loves and misses him, even if they knew it was time to eventually move on. Eventually, uh, it's just it's hard to explain to describe. But I mean, the we second he the
0: Eastern Conference Finals last yeah. year, how was it?
1: There was a miss. Wasn't a mistake to sign anybody. And I mean, he was. Really, he was only, a ra- you know, he's a Ranger for, uh was last year his only year with us? Yeah, we signed him in because the year before was the, the... Tom Wilson, yeah. Yeah, Tom Wilson. So the guy was a Ranger for w- one year, and one and, and a quarter, if that, you know what I mean, and didn't play. And yet, he's already a fan favorite. I mean, he was on the Jumbo, with the Shesty Release Us and the Jumbotron and off the board with the Ryans. It's just... He quickly ingratiated himself and, and wove himself into the fabric of New York. Like, just, the, you know, the same guys, the same fans, and who will forever love the Coltonors and the Dale Puritans of the world and all these other people, they're going to love Ryan Reeves. And hell, yeah, I'd say, even people I know that are more analytically inclined, that are maybe a little bit more unforgiving when it comes to that, who understand that he is... A net negative when he's on the ice, they still love him too. Just because it's sometimes it's hard to quantify, but he made the group uh, have more belief. He made them more close knit. He did make them tougher. They followed his lead, and honestly, he he really didn't fight a crazy amount. Like you know, obviously he had, he fought a lot, but it, you know, I think when we th- we thought he'd be fighting almost every you know three games or whatever, but you know, I, it just. But they almost, it's just, you definitely saw the Rangers now, they don't get pushed around like they used to. They haven't got pushed around in a while, you know what I mean? Which is good. And I mean, that's a, that's also a symptom of their kids uh, and their younger players growing up, but they've also drafted other players and it's just kind of in them now. So even after he leaves, you would hope they don't become shrinking violets right away. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, no, I, I, absolutely. And... know I think we should be beyond anything that he brings to the table at this point um you know I I know you know the whole Tom Wilson thing you know the next time we play you know Washington he's gonna fucking run us I don't think so I, I don't think Washington can really afford to do that they're not a guaranteed playoff team they can't be making it a circus every time they play the New York Rangers I mean they need points they need wins and and certainly like sit teams are not just going to blatantly put themselves in, in positions where they're going to start running other teams. And the New York Rangers are not the New York Rangers of two years ago. It's just, they're not. And, um, you know, I do think, you know, the presence of Reeves was great, but he wasn't even playing at this point. And yeah, when it's not like he was even in the lineup where teams running us. No, you know, it just, you know, they, they played their normal game against us. So, and, and truthfully, I don't know how you feel about this, but like, let's just say a team like Washington wanted to be really physical with us and just, I I just feel like it would almost work to our benefit. I almost think now, you know, we need to almost like give a hit, take a hit and just feel like we're in the game. I almost think playing physical against the Rangers can put a, you know, fire, you know, under our tushes here and get us going. You well, know, you, yeah,
1: you you look at the sheer sheer amount of beef on the fourth line now. Carpenter not excluded, although he's clearly a he's a willing customer. You know what I mean? Between Blay and Gauthier, or big, you have Goudreau, who is gritty and also sizable, Truba, obviously Lindgren. Uh, you see, even the kids are. You know, Lafreniere has always kind of played physical and is always kind of mixing it up behind the play with somebody and throwing big hits and you even see heel now who has always been kind of like a, a little bit of a wallflower you see him even mixing it up and cross checking guys and you know over the top so and that's obviously we also you also have Braden Schneider and, and and Keandre it's you know so they're 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 there's a big boy yeah they're just a bigger team than they they've been for the past few seasons you know what I mean and they've and even VC is bigger than you think sometimes and also not going to take shit. So and again, I'm not saying they're the toughest team in the league, especially now that Reeves is gone. But at the same time, I just there, there's definitely a lot of softer teams in this league and they played one of them last night. And I think it plays into their strengths. we we're always talking about how Truba is better when he's getting physical. people are getting his kitchen and leaned on leaning on him and it so a big hit over. last night. Yeah. Two games in a row. I felt good about Truba. Yeah, exactly. And he's struggling, you know, and that's the that's the thing. I think they especially cuz they're not a burner team, they're a little bit slower team. I think it helps them when they keep the other team guessing with the physicality and it just makes them a little bit more the other team a little bit more tentative and just feeling like they have less opportunity to just skate their their bags off cuz the Rangers aren't going to do anything. You know what I mean? It right. helps them to their advantage cuz they're not a very fast team. But they also, when they get into a good rhythm where the right person is moving at the right time, then it kind of, and they're being physical, I think it helps, uh, yeah, it kind of helps them step around that, uh, that little maybe design flaw in their physical makeup as a team.
0: I, listen, I, I definitely agree with you. Um, again, odd timing. I'm curious to see. Again, what we bring tonight against the Anaheim Ducks, Uh, I I'm really hoping that we can finish this strong and I can enjoy my Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Andy, you have anything else, man?
1: Not really. I mean, this puck drops in 20 minutes. Uh, and like, like we said, it's the night before Thanksgiving. So maybe we just, uh, close this like we do almost every Thanksgiving episode. James, I want to ask you, what are you most looking forward to on your plate tomorrow for Thanksgiving?
0: um i had
1: a i had a bad batch
0: of mashed potatoes uh today um oh no yeah it was a microwavable thing i it was i was scrambling i got called in to work and just scrambling i had you know looked in the bottom of the freezer the things you know then it was like a chicken mashed potato gravy corn thing, and i threw it in there and it was disgusting absolutely disgusting so Tomorrow is bounce back mashed potatoes for sure. Um I'm going to mix a little corn in it, a little gravy. There you go. Um yeah, that is always great. Uh and then, you know, I think I think it's underrated. Uh or maybe it's appropriately rated cuz I know a lot of people don't like it, but I am a big fan of like the cranberry sauce yeah. with with turkey. It, it just oh, yeah. it hits differently. It's it's it, it is Thanksgiving um you know it's not something that i want you know once a month but it is something i want once a year and it's just perfect timing with thanksgiving and i
1: i love that too so uh uh, follow well quick quick follow-up question you love the cranberry sauce are we talking uh canned are we talking like out of a jar like actual like preserves or the one that it comes out of the jar in the same shape or excuse me the can in the same shape (laughs) <laughs> like you can see all the the ridges on it, you know what I'm talking about?
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I, I which primary sauce? Are you I,
0: I I like all of them. I'm not a hater. If I had the guess, if I had to pick one, I mean the the can one is like it is like iconic, and and yeah. I do I do enjoy it. So it's not like um
1: it, you know well, yeah, it's a little it, bit lighter, kind of a little had. bit sweeter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But a good well.
0: homemade one is excellent. Oh yeah, excellent. Frank Frank that was just on yes. Apparently, he makes one of the best, you know, sauces in the game. Ooh,
1: like uh, best cranberry sauces? Yeah, yeah. It's like what he brings every Thanksgiving. Yeah, shout shout out to Frank's uh, delicious cranberry sauce. I wish I could try it. Uh, As for me, I'm always, it's always the usual suspects with me. I, although it depends, um, this year is a little bit more hodgepodge for my family. So, it's not going to be the. I th- there will be a turkey breast and there will be uh, some ham and stuff like that, but I don't think it'll be like full on bird with the stuffing that comes out of it. You know what I mean? Which is right. my favorite, obviously, the stuffing. Uh, I'm in charge of mashed potatoes tomorrow. So, All right. I can do my damnedest, make them real good. Um, but what I'm most excited about is near me, there is a local bakery and they make the best carrot cake i've ever had i love carrot cake and this is just buttery and moist and the cream cheese uh type frosting is not too sweet you know it's just really good it's just a perfect pairing it's so good i cannot wait to have it for dessert uh so yeah and like you said it's 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 always everything it's there's nothing no better feeling that as you get down your plate you start mixing everything up so you got corn and your gravy on top of your mashed potatoes and there's even a little bit of cranberry sauce mixed in it's just like a you know those are the best bites so i I'm, I'm am too that. i'm looking forward uh to that
0: all right how about this we'll end with i asked you know frankie this question mm-hmm. uh what his favorite balloon was during the thanksgiving day parade uh, i'm gonna have to ask you the same thing oh
1: man i i'm a big snoopy guy so i'm gonna go Me snoopy Frank,
0: both snoopy huh? yeah what
1: did you say i was i like kermit the frog um kermit The Frog here.
0: Yeah, that's a good. That's a good one. Thank you. Uh, great impression. Uh, yeah. I mean, I I know they like they bring them in and out of retirement. Uh, yeah. Kermit the Frog was always a good one. Um, you know, the Red Power Ranger always a classic. I was a big mm. Power Ranger guy growing up, so you know he, he was up there. And then uh I'm not a big float guy, but yeah. Frank
1: brought up Tom the Turkey, and that was always that was always a fun one there. Yeah yeah you and i uh to peer behind the curtain a little bit have both worked the macy's thanksgiving day parade before with with the floats and the balloons and all that so it's always very cool and interesting to get up close to see them uh but yeah tom turkey's iconic obviously but no snoopy is classic for me and basically thursday and uh thursday jesus november and december are literally two months full on a full-on snoopy worship for me you know you have the uh the uh, great pumpkin waltz going off of, of uh, November. And then in December, it's just uh, Ch- Charlie Brown Christmas music on repeat ad nauseum forever and ever. And I love it. I never get tired of it. I literally listen to it all day for an entire, every day for a month. And I just don't get tired of it. So, um, yeah. So that's it. Uh, thank you everyone for listening to us. Uh, we hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving We hope you enjoy all the delicious food you're going to eat and all your roast turkey, and uh, hopefully the New York Rangers enjoy a nice uh, roasted duck. Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod, and please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or the Hockey Podcast Network.com.